Welcome to Team Talk, a new way for you as a member of Team McComas to stay up to date with and connected to the mission of planting churches, building families, and developing communities in Cape Town, South Africa. Episode 2, Why We Move. All right, all right, all right. Wade here, episode two. And I would like to start off with a series of questions. Why do you wake up in the morning? Why do we brush our teeth, get ready, shuffle to the car? Why do we do anything? On the surface, we could say, I need to get to work, or the kids need to get to school, or for many of us, including me, because I need my first cup of coffee. There are bigger decisions than waking up, though. Where should you live? What kind of house will you live in? And in what neighborhood? What car will you drive? And what will make you change any of those decisions? Tara and I have always attempted to base decisions upon how they will affect the way we serve God and others in His name. Both the effect now and forecasting what type of pattern said decisions create for the future. It started with the decision to marry, then the wedding bands we would buy, what our ceremony would look like, our first move to South Africa. Now the questions take a different shape. How many children can we have in our home? How many children in our home will our relative sanity withstand? How big a car will we need to carry them all? And what is the smallest, most affordable home we can live in and still function at a high and effective level in ministry? There are other smaller questions for us that are really just as big, though. How big, or rather small, of a TV should we own? How nice of furniture? Should we eat pizza out once a week? Of course, the answer to that is yes. Each and every one of those questions reflects a small segment of the many areas that we need to let Scripture change our thinking and seek for God to effect change in our lives. As Tara and I discuss some new manifestations of that root question, why do we do what we do, and how they are expressed, namely for this episode, why we move, we hope that you will be able to speak into that idea as well. We also hope that you will share with us how Jesus' birth, life, death, resurrection, and future reign affect your decisions, big and small, here and now, and how we can pray along with you in those decisions. We would love to hear from you, and remember, this is just the beginning of a conversation. Also, be sure to stay tuned over the next weeks and next month for Episode 3, Housing, and Episode 4, race and the gospel in the new South Africa. Hello there, everyone. I've brought Tara back onto the podcast with me. And uh, T, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about the church plant. And we're going to talk about uh, moving, why we move. (laughs) Um, Right now we're in one location and we're moving to another location. So, uh, you'll have to help me figure out how to catch everyone up on where we've been and where we're going. 
Okay. Do you want to start? Sure. I think to start out by just saying that um, the church plan has been meeting in a certain part of our community here in uh, Hermanus, um, a little suburb named Onris, which um, so far in the church plant has been a good spot to meet and really helpful because it's a location that everyone knows. And so we don't really have to explain where we are. We can just say our location and everyone in Hermanus knows where we're at. Right. It's just a community hall. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's been really helpful. Um, and the they've been really great in letting us use the space. For since, cheap. Yeah, for cheap. <laughs> Um, since we don't see any time in the foreseeable future of having a permanent location, since space is incredibly limited in our area, so that's been a, a plus of meeting there so far. Um, but what we found with the location was that they did have some um, things that we found to be hindrances in the church mm -hmm. moving forward and growing. One being is that the location that it's in is not easily accessible to everyone in our community. And in planting this church, we, um, we felt in our particular community that there wasn't much overlap between different people groups and different ethnicities outside mm -hmm. of a working relationship. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I would say that's true too. So... We felt like it was important if we were going to plant a church here that it needed to be um, not only accessible to everybody, but um, met needs of several different communities within our city. Yeah. And so we started looking at different locations to meet, most of which were just outrageously priced and a small church plant could never afford. But there was one location that kind of kept popping up and it's close to our house, so we well, drove out, by it out. all the some time. Of these, some of these possible locations, though, were kind of funny. I mean, one of them is like the upstairs of a, um, it's basically a wine tasting facility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The upper room, if you will. Um, <laughs> but as much as it would be really cool, they had a playground outside. Um, and yet we would probably have to defer to wine tastings on specific nights. Uh, one of the other locations that we had um, in mind, it was way too expensive, so we never could have done it. But it was actually, uh, it used to be a butchery. And um, talking to... My landlord, sorry, we have an office space as well, um, and it's right in the middle of town, kind of in the main hub of town, and uh, it's a great location. We have an office, uh, like a big office window with our signage pointing out towards the street, um, and it's been a great opportunity just for me to even stand down on the street and meet people and say, hey, yeah, that's my office up there. Why don't you come up? But anyway, my same landlord for that, she uh, was, was renting to, to this butchery, um, but then they had huge rat issues. And when I say huge rats, I don't just mean lots of rats. I mean lots of huge rats. Um, <laughs> the butchery just wasn't taking care of anything. Is that public knowledge? Can you actually like say that on this podcast? 
people in America need to know. No, <laughs> I, I I don't know. People in America, you guys aren't going to tell anyone, right? <laughs> right. So anyway, no, uh, they had rodent issues, and um, that's not any better, but. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyway, um, I did kind of think it would have been cool to have church in this like ex rodent infested place. No, it was a really cool place, but it was also like yeah, way twelve out, but... times the price of what we were currently paying. Yeah, that's true. Um. So anyway, there Tara's was another. <laughs> there was another location that really stood out to us as soon as we moved here, really. And it's close yeah. to our house, so we drive by it constantly, um, which is a school. Yeah, and part of the reason why it stands out is because it kind of looks like a big pink spaceship. Okay, or a ahead. hobbit house. Or maybe a large, a very rich hobbit house, yeah. Um, And so as we were praying about moving locations... This one kind of kept coming to mind and praying about it. And one day I just decided that I was going to go there and show up and just ask and see. And so I ended up driving there one day and popping in and just saying that we were part of this new church plant. And I wasn't sure if they were renting their building to anybody, but we would be interested in renting it from them. And it was so cool because... This isn't a Christian organization by any means. Mm -hmm. If anything, it's pretty anti-biblical um, teaching. <laughs> yeah, that could say. be. Yeah. Um, but they really wanted someone to be using their facilities on the weekends when they weren't using it. Um, we kind of hit it off, and they are just as excited for us to be using the school as we are to be moving to the school. And so in two weeks, that's where we're headed. Yeah. And that's just probably one of the most exciting things about the church plant in my mind so far is the opportunities that the new location provides. Um, one being that it has... It's a school, so it has mm -hmm. lots of facilities for kids. We have a bigger room to meet. There's a playground. There's a soccer field. There's more opportunities for the children's program to grow. Yeah. Um, but I think the most exciting part about it is that it's right in the middle of several different types of communities in our area, That's right. which it's really hard to find a location here that people feel safe coming to, but is also accessible for people who don't have transport. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Yeah, so maybe I could um, just throw a couple of things in there. So um, it's right on the edge of our neighborhood, which predominantly is a white community and predominantly Afrikaans-speaking white community. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Two other neighborhoods border on just the other side of the road. One of those is Mount Pleasant, um, which is uh, a colored community. That is, um, people that speak Afrikaans but aren't white. And then uh, also a black community, which is partially Kosa-speaking, 
and then partially made up of different immigrant groups, primarily from Malawi and I just blanked Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe things. <laughs> so that's kind of the lay of the land where um, it's honestly equal distance to all three of those communities mm -hmm. and walking distance from all three of those communities. However, I mean, one of the biggest things that we were faced with was, um, well, what about the people that are coming to church now? Well, the majority of them have cars, right? And everyone's about five minutes away, at mm -hmm. least all the, all the smaller suburbs or smaller communities within our town. Yeah. Yeah. So, T, one thing that you said was um, the children's, that it has the potential to grow. Um, you know, the, the building that we're meeting in now it's really a beautiful building. Uh, it was actually built for church. Um, and it was built somewhere around the beginning of the 20th century. I can't remember when exactly. Uh, but the only problem with that is that uh, there's one main hall or auditorium area. Uh, and then right now we just have the kids meeting in kind of this dumpy little space in the back. The kitchen, basically. Yeah, it's it's a part of the kitchen, and um, I don't know. The kids don't seem to mind because when the weather's good, they can go outside and play. Uh, however, on these rainy days that we've had, um, it's it's it would be nicer to have more space. And um, Tara and I were talking. It's like, well, if we were to visit a church, and our kids were just kind of holed up in the kitchen on a rainy day, and it was a long sermon or something like this, and they had to be quiet. Would we necessarily go back to that church? And I don't think that we would necessarily. Yeah, I think young parents are just as concerned about where their kids are at and what they're learning and what the, um, what the program's like for them as it is for the adults. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then one of the other problems that we faced with the building, even though it was built specifically for church, is um, that the denomination that it used to belong to carries with it a lot of history, especially history that um, is not good for the church, right, T? Um, maybe you could help me uh, explain that just a little bit better. Our desire in Hermanus is to plan a church that represents our entire community and that has not always been the norm uh, in our city or in our country and so to be in a building where the history of that building and church is predominantly favoring one race and one culture over another doesn't make everyone comfortable and it doesn't really portray the gospel and how we um we want our church to move forward it doesn't only not just portray it well but it um we could argue that it's building a wall between making it harder yeah in absolutely some ways. so because our community is still pretty segregated in a lot of ways yeah, for sure um i mean we've been harassed by different people about <laughs> you 
who our friends are and are we spies for our our black friends and are we inviting them in so they can steal from ransack the neighborhood yeah um i would say that our (laughs) perception of our community is still that there's a lot of racial tensions and um most people would say i think that maybe (laughs) trying to plan a multi-ethnic church maybe it's not time or maybe it's not uh people aren't ready for that yet but we believe that this is this is at the heart of the gospel and it's at the heart of moving forward and this is really the only kind of church that we feel like we could plant here yeah now t you're running ahead of me i'm sorry that you're 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 diving into another podcast topic, which you're not supposed to do. That's <laughs> what happens when you make me do this late at night. <laughs> um, it's eight twenty one. Yeah, I had a very interesting conversation just talking about race and. Um, uh, okay, so Tira. I don't know what I do to put myself into certain situations. I mean, part of it is um, talking maybe to people that uh, not everyone would talk to, or or maybe I do weird things. I do lots of weird things, okay? So, for instance, today I went into a bookstore, and a gentleman asked me um, where I was from, and I said America. He's like, oh, well, I've heard about your problems then. <laughs> and I said, oh, um... Which ones are those? And he's like, well, did you know that we had a prophet here in South Africa that predicted that one day um, a a black man would become the president? And so these floods that you guys just had in Louisiana, he predicted that too, and it was because of the black president. He also said that a woman would follow the black person. Um, To which I slowly walked backwards out of the bookstore. (laughs) (laughs) Say, hey, it was great meeting you. Come to church. Not before he tried to uh, invite you to his Latin dance studio. He also also teaches different kinds of Latin American dancing. So, (laughs) Uh... T, anything else that we need to talk about concerning the move? Uh, we've had a preview Sunday just to kind oh, that's of right. test yep. out how things went mm-hmm. and we couldn't meet at our current location, so it worked out perfect. And Yeah, hold on. So this is I, this is why we actually genuinely love this weird little city that we've been called to right now. And it is strange. Mm-hmm. It is very strange. But last week was, uh, you'll have to say it because I can't say it. The call few of you. Wow. Okay. It was a festival for the um, rapidly approaching birth of new baby whales. (laughs) Now, I I don't think that it's any sort of all my all my peeps in Cedarville will will understand this. I don't think it's like like a solstice thing with Yellow Springs necessarily. However, um, there might be be an aspect of that mostly just consists of drinking lots of wine and listening to strange music. Um. Not strange, honey. 
Oh, culturally appropriate music. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, we couldn't meet in the other location because everyone's celebrating the baby whales. Right. So anyway, back to our podcast <laughs> topic. Um, so the preview went great. It was really cool to see people who have been coming to our church. Be so excited to invite people who normally yeah. couldn't be at the other location due to transport issues. Yeah, or taxis time. are too expensive to go out to where we were meeting mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, and it was cool because we actually knew them from Wade's Bible classes. Yeah, that that's teaches. right. And um, we were able to just have a bunch of kids from the neighborhood come and join up. And that was really exciting to see kind of this idea of what we feel like the Lord's leading us to and planting this church. You could kind of see a little glimpse of it, of what it might look like in the future. And so that was pretty exciting, not just for us, but everyone in our church. Yeah. The excitement uh, that you could just feel from the core group was was really um, excited. Just yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> we know that. Um, actually, uh, Aislin, funny enough, she was trying to talk to some kids through a fence. Now you got to know, here in South Africa, most places have fences around them or walls. And a lot of places have electric fences. So um, Aislinn, in a moment of, of bravery, trying to invite these kids to church, leaned up against the fence and, the fence and, uh, and grabbed onto it without realizing that it was an electric fence. Yeah, that's true. So Luckily, we... she had Crocs on, so I think <laughs> that that added. <laughs> Good thing she's tough. Yeah, that's true, so too. she was fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was really just sweet last night. Aislinn was praying before dinner and, um, unprompted, just prayed and thanked God for our church and for, um, giving us this church. And I just thought that was a really cool way of putting it because it would be easy to think that since we're the ones planting the church and working that somehow we've created it, but it really is a gift. Yeah, that's right. From God that he's given us to be able to be a part of it. Yeah. So um, we're actually going to be we're starting to run over on time. So, see, I think maybe um, I'll share a couple prayer requests that people can be praying for us and praying for um, this church plant. Uh, and then if you have anything else, you can share it too. Okay. Um, but one of the things that you can definitely be praying about, and this is, uh, this is a selfish one, um, you know, uh, Tara's dad, Tom, uh, has done so much work uh, for the how many ever months, seven months leading up to us getting here, six months, whatever, in the church plant. And um, this is this move is kind of the first thing that um, I'm taking the lead on. And uh, I think it's going well, but it's already kind of hard to tell uh I mean, we're still getting to know the core group, um, and we're still getting to know other people that are in and out of the church, and so uh, just getting a read for um, how well I'm leading people through the move is is difficult, um, and I think that we'll probably only see the fruits of that later on, if 
if if there are any fruits well there's always fruit it's good or bad right but um yeah you can definitely be praying for me in that respect and then also um services are starting at the new location on september the 4th and that's the beginning of the missions conference so what we're doing is uh we're kind of launching the new location if you will and we're trying to invite as many people as we know, other pastors in town, not necessarily people that we um, uh, are expecting to come to the church, although we're hoping that many of those will come as well. Um, but you can definitely be praying for me just in preparing for that sermon, and it's the beginning of our missions conference. Um, so, yeah, there's just lots of moving pieces there. And also uh, just, I guess, another challenge in this process of learning to lead and shepherd a group of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's a week that goes by that you and I feel like we've got it figured out or we really <laughs> even know what we're doing really in any area of life at the moment. Isn't that comforting, everyone? <laughs> I mean... Parenting three kids, getting ready for four kids, planting a church, not just planting a church, but planting a church where you have a lot of different pieces and a lot of different people. And um, it, planting a multi-ethnic church is not innovative by any means, but in our community, it's it's a new idea. And so trying to figure out how that works and how do we yeah, equip people and lead and follow and learn and feel like we're just forever thankfully going to be lifelong learners yeah that's right <laughs> yeah. but the good part about that is that I think if we felt like we had it all figured out, we would be relying on our own strength and our own wisdom. And there's just every week we have to come back to prayer about everything. What yeah. should we do? What's our next step? Where do we go? Because um, we are just reminded all the time of that that doesn't come from us. And so the Lord just been really faithful in giving us the next step each um, each step of the way. So yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all for this part of the podcast. Um, one, I thought Tara was going to mention it, and not sure why she didn't, but you might have heard that someone from South Africa named Wade. Uh, set the world record for the 400 meter last night. Um, or this will be a couple nights ago by the time that you hear this. But um, Is that why you're out of breath? <laughs> I, I am. Well, funny enough, I think I'm having like some sort of sympathy pains for this guy uh, who wasn't me. Okay, I know many of you were going in that direction. If you saw the photos, you might get us confused. My pasty white skin. Um, so anyway, don't, uh, I am out of breath tonight. That's all I have. Yeah. <laughs> well, good job to the other Wade. And yeah, good, good job, job to you, Wade. Good job. <laughs> Thank you, Tara. Thank you. 
Good job to Wade's everywhere. That's all I gotta say. All right. Uh, signing off here. See ya. See ya. Team comes out. <laughs> <laughs>